Hello everyone, I'm T.D. Worthington, pastor of the Pathway Baptist Church in Goldsboro, North Carolina, and this is Pathlight, the very first program of a brand new year. Happy New Year, everyone. It is our prayer that you had a joyous Christmas and now entering this new year with great expectation and hope and realizing this could be the year, actually this could be the day, when our Lord Jesus returns returns, and we will meet him in the air. I tell you what, that's exciting just to think about it. In just a few moments, I'm going to be sharing with you a very special message today as we kick off this new year. It's called Haunted by Memories. What kind of baggage are you carrying into this new year? Any baggage left over from last year or baggage left over maybe from years back that you just need to unload as we go into this brand new year? I hope you'll stay tuned for today's program, if you will. I do believe it'll be a blessing to you if you're able to stay with us. Right now, I've got a special musical selection coming your way. I hope you will enjoy. The sun may grow dark, storm clouds may rise, signs of defeat flash through.
was the Christ family on today's program. I know why is the name of it. And of course, there's a, there's a great song of testimony there. I know why as we enter this new year with all the uncertainties and all the concerns that we're facing right now, I know why we can enter this new year with great expectation and great hope and great faith because he is there. Our Lord will accompany us every moment of every single day. Again, from our family to yours, we wish you a joyous new year. We do hope this year will bring you prosperity and growth in your Christian life. And perhaps this day might carry us all home as the Lord Jesus may very well come back for his church this this year. Right now, though, I want to share a message entitled Haunted by Memories, haunted by memories. We're going to be looking at Mark chapter 6 and verse number 16 in just a few moments. We'll also look at some other scriptures in, in light of today's message. As you enter this brand new year, do you ever feel like your life may be haunted by memories of the past? Does it ever feel like something unresolved is wandering the hallways of your heart, the hallways of your mind, something that just will not go away? Is there something that you know is out of place in your Christian life? You know it has no place in your life, but yet it's there. Maybe it's a secret, maybe known only to you, and perhaps that's best that no one else knows, but perhaps others know. It needs to go away, and you know that, but it won't. And perhaps it's been there for years, it's taken up residence, it's decided to stay. I want to give you some examples of what I'm talking about uh, this day. Have you ever had the same dream over and over? Have you ever had the same images appear in those dreams? What do you think it means? Is it images of places or events or people for that matter? Why do you think that dream keeps coming back? Why do you think it will not go away? Is it an image that God is sending to your life? Or is it perhaps something that the wicked one is sending your way? Another question, do you ever replay in your head particular events or experiences experiences you've had wishing you could go back and redo or undo or change or modify or edit those things in some fashion? Maybe edit what you said or what you did as if our past has been raised up, it's resurrected, it's alive, and it's ever-present, and it accompanied us every day last year, and the expectation is it's going to accompany us this year also. Another question. Do you sometimes feel like guilt and regret or disappointment are always lurking close by? tracking you, tracing your every footstep, following you wherever you go. No matter what you do or how long it's been, you just can't get past that feeling. Is there someone from your past that keeps intruding upon your thoughts? Maybe they're good thoughts, but more than likely they're sinful thoughts that you wish would just go away because you know they have no place in your Christian, in your Christian life. 
Well, they won't go away, will they? And even when you're not consciously thinking about them, they just show up uninvited and unwanted, but there nonetheless. Again, I ask a question. What fantasies or memories would you like to erase or delete? Things you want to forget. You want to forget them. You tried to forget them, but they're always there. They won't let themselves be deleted. What memories are still haunting you is my question. I think we all have those kinds of thoughts and feelings and fantasies and memories and experiences from time to time, and and they're real. They keep showing up, asking, begging, demanding even to be acknowledged, wanting to be dealt with. No matter how many times we let go of them, they seemingly will not let go of us. I wonder if that's what's going on as Herod hears about Jesus Christ. The scripture tells us that he said, It is John whom I beheaded. He is risen from the dead. That's how Mark puts it. So although that certainly is what he said, I believe that. Maybe what he was thinking was more along these lines. Oh, that's just great. He's back. I thought I was done with that pesky locust eater. Why won't he just leave me alone? I can't believe even after beheading him, I can't believe that he's still alive. That probably is what was going on in his mind. Our Lord's deeds of power, calming the stormy sea, casting out demons, healing the sick, They've confronted Herod with his own abuse of power in the beheading of John the Baptist. He killed the truth teller, but the truth John told just won't die. It won't leave Herod alone. Herod is a haunted man. He's also a confused and conflicted man at this moment. And the confusion and the conflict are not between Herod and John. No, they're within Herod himself. Something unresolved has come to visit Herod. On one hand, Herod knew John was a just and holy man. He even, if you remember, sought to protect him for a while. But on the other hand, Herod feared John and the truth he preached. On one hand, Herod heard John gladly, the Bible says. On the other hand, he was greatly troubled by what John had to say. That's the conflict that's going on in Herod right now. Now, I know what that kind of conflict and confusion is like. Do you? Do you? Uh, Chances are, if you'll be honest, you do. We all have haunting memories. We all have these unresolved parts of ourselves that come back to visit us from time to time. We've all lived shameful lives, at least on occasion, Things we wish had not happened, but they did. Things we wish we had not said, but we did. And just like Herod, we're often haunted by what we think we put to death, what we think we've beheaded. Now, I'm talking about beheaded in a sense that we deny, ignore, reject, and turn away from the parts of ourselves and our lives. I'm talking about the ways in which we cut off parts of ourselves, memories of ourselves, And aspects of our lives, instead of dealing with them, we just try to cut them off. There are times we simply reject what we know to be true. It's true, and we know it's true, but we turn away from it. These are the parts of ourselves that we keep private. We keep these parts hidden, not only from others, but maybe mostly, maybe most of all, from our own selves. It might be something we've done, something we've said. It might be a relationship. It might be a past experience. It might be a personality trait. It might be a 
behavior. It might be an attitude. It could be thoughts. It could be feelings. It could be fantasies. It could be most anything. Sometimes there are things we thought were dead until they suddenly rise up. And when they rise up, they condemn us. Just like Herod, I thought that fantasy, that thought, that thing that was in my life, whatever it may have been, that was not there to glorify the Lord. So I beheaded it. I tried to cut it off and I thought it was dead and now it's back. Just like Herod says when he hears of Jesus, it must be John. John has come back. We often call those parts of our lives a shadow side of life, a shadowy side of life. It's the dark side of who we are. And our shadowy side isn't necessarily bad as a part of who we are. But it still must be mastered or that shadowy side is going to master us. Here's the thing. We can never get away from our shadow. It haunts us. It won't let us go. As Herod said, it is John whom I beheaded. He's risen from the dead in Mark 6.16. Maybe when you were a child, maybe someone encouraged you in your young and innocent days to try to run away from your shadow. There's your shadow there on the ground. Try to run away from it. And and maybe as a child and being naive of what was really going on, maybe you tried, but you quickly learned it could not be done. You could not run away from your shadow on a sunny day. It can't be done. And those shadowed parts of our lives continue likewise to visit us. We can't run away from them. And when they do visit us, we usually fight even harder to push them aside. We run even harder to outrun them. And yet, yet, yet we find we simply cannot. No matter how hard we run, we can't outrun the shadow. We think the things that haunt us are our enemy. But what if, and I'm just proposing here, what if they might actually help us? What if God is allowing these shadow parts of our lives to actually help us? What if the things that haunt us are not out to get us, conquer us, destroy us? What if they're actually out to empower us? What if it serves a purpose? What if our memories, even memories that we wish were not there, what if those memories are telling us that something needs to be dealt with? We can't just sweep it under the carpet. It's got to be dealt with. What if each haunting, if you want to call it that, is asking us to stop and pay attention and deal with what's really, really going on? What if each episode that presents itself also gives us an opportunity An opportunity perhaps for healing, forgiveness, more wholeness, being made new and maybe being made more conformable to the image, more conformed to the image of Christ. What if these memories are a work of the Holy Spirit? What if Jesus is somehow hidden in each and every one of them? After all, when the disciples saw Jesus walking on the sea, do you remember that? They were out in the ship. There was a storm. The waves were tossed. The wind was blowing. And these were experienced fishermen. They'd been out on the sea many times and they'd faced many storms. But on this particular occasion, they are afraid. They see Jesus at the time. They didn't know it was Jesus walking on the sea, walking toward them. What what happened? Do you remember? They thought 
He was a ghost. And the Bible says in Mark 6, 49, they were terrified. They were scared out of their skin. It's a ghost. It's a ghost coming out here in the night. I wonder what it would be like for you and I to hold what haunts us as a beckoning hand to a brighter future rather than looking at it as a ghost from the past that's coming to hurt me or to destroy me or to weaken me somehow in my Christian life. You know, if you continue to hide, you'll always have a sense of not being transparent, not being honest with yourself. As a Christian, you'll you'll remain to be in conflict with yourself, and yourself is sometimes the greatest person you can be in conflict with apart from God. Your job is to gently unwrap all those memories you have of the past and tell yourself the story. That's right. Tell yourself the story. Remind yourself of what really happened. As bad as it may have been, remind yourself of what really happened. Now, it's hard to break the silence. It's hard sometimes to utter these things, even if you're the only one listening, even if you're only speaking to yourself. Sometimes these memories are hard to relive, but maybe they need to be brought out one final time. You're probably suppressing your story because of the hurt. Maybe it's because of the shame. Maybe it's because of the fear. But if you speak that truth one more time to yourself, drag it out of the closet, drag. Look, you know it keeps coming out anyway. You know it does. It keeps coming out to haunt you. You take control this time rather than it slipping out when you don't want it to and haunting you. Go ahead right now. Go to the closet. Open the door and drag it out. Drag it out by the neck and and say, I'm going to deal with you right now. Because speaking that truth, reliving that story makes it real. And when you do that, you may have to face some things. You may have to admit some things to yourself that you would rather not admit. Go back and analyze it. I'm not asking you to dwell in sin. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm simply saying go back those memories that keep haunting you. What you've been doing is not working. So go back and drag it out again. Relive that memory in the sense of tell that story to yourself of what really happened. You may have to deal with some difficult and painful stuff. You might uncover some very uncomfortable truths about that event and perhaps even about yourself. But I'll tell you, my friend, you're not alone. We all have secrets But the way you perceive your deepest secrets has a direct impact on every single part of your life. Every single part of your life. If your deepest secrets are dark and foreboding and cause you shame to the point that you'd never want to share them with anybody, you can be sure that allowing that hidden truth to continue to reside within you, as deep as it may be within you, can have real and profound implications on your Christian life. The negative self-image these memories of the past can produce can exert a tremendous weight on you. Suddenly you feel you're never going to be able to do anything for God. You're never going to be able to succeed because you go back to that event that happened 20 years ago. Yes, you've been forgiven of it. When you got saved, it was all put under the blood. God put it away as far as the east is from the west. He hid it in the depths of the sea. God remembers it no more. You know all that. You know all that theology, but yet it keeps coming back. It keeps resurrecting 
It is John whom I beheaded. I thought I put this thing to death, but here it is again. Maybe that is the memories that are haunting you. And if you don't deal with them, my dear friend, they haunted you last year, maybe the year before, maybe the year before that. And they're going to haunt you again this year if they're not dealt with. And you're going to feel less than who you really are. You're going to feel negatively about yourself. That weight that you're going to carry around for, the, for a brand new year now is going to be there. It's going to, it's going to rob you of your life. It's going to rob you of the victories you can have. It's going to quench the abundant life you could have in, in Christ. These negative memories from the past, these haunting memories from the past can erode your self-esteem. Esteem. You feel like a nobody. It drains you of valuable resources as you work overtime to conceal, even sometimes from yourself, your innermost shames. It affects your attitudes, your choices, your ability to make good decisions. Oh, yes, it does. You begin to question everything you do in light of what you did, figuring, boy, I blew it back then. I'm probably going to blow it again. I made the wrong decision back then. I'm probably just prone to making wrong decisions. I can't seem to do anything right. That's what the old devil is going to tell you, of course. And then, of course, perhaps the greatest fear of all is the truth getting out. How haunted are you today by your fear of exposure, afraid that people, well, they just wouldn't respect you if they knew what you were really thinking about. They wouldn't love you anymore is what you're thinking if they were to learn about this. Even God himself, oh, I tell you what, I'm going to try to even hide this from God because he, he wouldn't receive me if, if this was brought to light. Yeah, there's always that fear of the truth ultimately getting out. How much wasted energy have you spent in the past hiding your darkest secrets? Now look, I'm not suggesting you drag your darkest secrets out and go parade them in front of everybody. Absolutely not. I'm not suggesting that at all. No, no. And, I, and I'm not saying that these sins have not been forgiven. These dark secrets have not been forgiven. If you're a Christian, you're born again. They've been forgiven. They've been covered by the blood. They have been dealt with once and for all. But the trouble is they're still haunting you. That's my point. They have no power, but they're still haunting you. They're, they're, they're like a, a, a honeybee. And, you know, once he stings someone, he can't sting anyone else because the stinger comes off in that person. But while he's waiting to die, he may fly around your head and scare you half to death. Has no power, but yet nevertheless, he's there. And he'll make you run and you'll swat around and you'll be afraid he's going to sting you. But he hasn't. And he can't. He can't. How much wasted energy do you expend running from these things in the past. No, I'm not suggesting you take these things out of the closet and parade them in front of everybody. That would be foolish. What I'm suggesting you do is drag them out of the closet, grab them by the nap of the neck, and say, you're not going to haunt me anymore. You are under the blood of Jesus Christ. My Heavenly Father has forgiven me through the merits of Jesus Christ. You are no longer in His memory, and I will erase you from mine. 
Now, look, I'm not saying you're never going to think of it again. Certainly you, you might, but I'm saying it will not have victory over it, over you. And when you think about the issue, you will think about the blood. You will think about your forgiveness. At the end of the day, your self-perception, whatever it might be, negative or positive or somewhere in the middle, your self-perception usually is going to define your narrative. It's going to define how you feel about yourself. It's going to define how you look at yourself. What kind of confidence are you going to have? What kind of life are you going to live? If you think your deepest part, that deepest part of you is ugly, if you think there's something hidden in your life that's ugly and abominable, uh, what kind of life are you going to live? You may find it. You may regret it. You may try to correct it. But your negative self-image will continuously tug at you and drag you down as long as it's there. Listen, my friend, your past, just like my past, is a part of who we are. But don't allow those old memories or new resurrected fantasies haunt your life that you now have in Jesus Christ. The things you think about in your heart can determine the kind of person you are. How many people today are being governed and controlled by the things that's in their heart? And they'll haunt that new life that you have in Christ. Don't let these old memories haunt that life you now have in Christ. The things you think about in your heart can determine so much about the kind of person you are. So what ghost have taken refuge in your heart? What memories need to finally be laid to rest as you enter this new year? Listen, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs 23, 7, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And then John puts it this way in 1 John three twenty: For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. When Herod hears about Jesus Christ, he says, it's got to be John. John's come back to haunt me. If you've got things that are haunting you from the past, I encourage you today to deal with them once and for all through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. If you're a Christian, claim the forgiveness that you have. And let's enter this new year in victory and not carrying this useless baggage from the past into a new year. Of course, my message today has been primarily to the believer, but maybe you're not a believer. Maybe you're not a Christian, and you look at your life and say, there's a lot of garbage in my life, too. You need to get that under the blood. You need to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He will forgive every sin. How many? Every. Every single sin that you've ever committed, every idle word that you've ever said, it all can be forgiven right now, right now, by receiving Christ as your Savior. You're a sinner. We all are. Realize that a sin debt must be paid, but Jesus Christ paid that debt on the cross. He rose the third day, and He'll receive you now if you'll simply come to Him. We wish you a wonderful new year. May this year be filled with prosperity and health for you and yours. God bless. Till next time, T.D. Worthington wishing God's greatest blessings upon you and yours. 